Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. I'll pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, here we go. Monday afternoon edition of the Eagle Hour on the Super Talk Radio Network. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. Bob and Kelly, we're in the Southern Bank Corps studio here in Oak Grove, Mississippi. We're glad you're with us. Luke out for a while. He'll be back uh, perhaps later uh, in the month. We've got David Ecker from the Hattiesburg American about to join us. Got a lot of stuff from uh, Coach Will Hall. And Lee Roberts from the Golden Eagle Radio Network all on the show today is the Golden Eagles win a dramatic come-from-behind 20-19 to game Saturday night over Arkansas State. Talk about that in just a moment. Opening segment sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of the Eagle Hour. Proud supporters of Southern Miss Athletics. And a great place for you to cater your next event. Let's get right to it. David Eckerd uh, covers Southern Miss sports for the Hattiesburg American. Uh, saw David uh, in the postgame stuff uh, Saturday night, a lot of relief on the face of uh, the football coach and uh, it, it rightly proud of what was a, almost a, really kind of an unexpected and surprising comeback. Yeah. Um, thanks for having me on, guys. Um, yeah, definitely got that vibe. Um, you know, for me, I guess, in, in the lead-up, it just it felt like a game that they had to have for, for a lot of reasons, but mostly if, if – if you're going to, I guess, continue on with the season under the notion that there are tangible goals for this team, like a, a, a bowl berth, or you know, maybe even larger than that, then you know you can't lose to Arkansas State at home and and, and be two and four. So, um, huge comeback. Um, not a particularly well played football game on either end, but it doesn't matter if you win the game. So, um, yeah. Uh, exciting, exciting fourth quarter for sure. Uh, you cover this stuff for a living. Uh, it's hard to put your finger, and I'll ask Lee Roberts this later in the show, but it's really hard to put your finger on on how momentum changes so with, with a change at quarterback. Uh, it wasn't really that Jake uh, Lang came in and just lit the place up, you know, with uh, pinpoint passes everywhere, but it just it's, it, it seemed to just change the momentum completely uh, after – his after his first series when he came in for the second series at the late in the ball game. Yeah, it's it's funny because you look at the stat line, right? Six for twelve for forty five yards, and you know, no nobody is writing home about that and saying, "Wow, that's you know that's amazing." Um, but you know, you talk to Will Hall a little bit, and you just kind of dig into it a little bit deeper. It's okay, he's making the right read on the RPOs. 
right? He's getting the handoffs where they need to go. He's executing the play as it's meant to be executed every time, right? And, you know, when you're not getting explosive plays, uh, when you're not getting that 60-yard touchdown, that's what you need sometimes. Um, we saw it last week at Troy, right? They challenged Southern Miss to make that play over and over and over again, and they couldn't do it. Um, and they still couldn't do it this week until Jake Lang came into the game. So, um, yeah, I, momentum, execution, whatever, whatever you want to call it, uh, it, it, it flipped, no doubt about it. Two things to me jumped out, David and Bob. Number one is coaches always want to be right, right? Very, very few businesses do you deal with, with egos like you do in the coaching business. And I say that with all due respect. I get it. But you got to give kudos to Will Hall in one thing. He was a quarterback. All right. And Jake Lang now comes in as his third different quarterback that he's used this year. Coaches want to be right. Sometimes they want to be right to a fault. So when they say, this is my quarterback, and in, in this case, Wilkie, who was the starter, you know, he had to make that transition from Keys. Keys out with the wrist injury now. It's tough for coaches to go against what they thought was their conventional thinking, was that Wilkie's my quarterback. All right, so, so Will Hall had to make that call you know, to bring Lang in. And it's tough sometimes to go against those feelings. The other thing is, is that Lang was a starter last year, right? This guy, talk about a, a, a warrior. This guy has come up, you know, through the, the walk-on ranks and has now found playing time, has been patient, has been methodical, and was ready to go for whatever, for whatever he was called upon to do, and he did it. And he's been a great teammate. He's a great kid. And it looks like now Will Hall has some more thinking to do as to who the starter will be going into San Marcos this weekend. So um, those are the two things that really jumped out to me. And whether it's one point or whether it's 100, it's, it's a win. And I agree with David. It, I didn't feel real good about the game to, for whatever reason. Uh, and I thought, oh, gosh, come on, guys, pull this out. I'm really glad they did because it would have had a completely, completely different complexion on the rest of the season had they not won. David? Yeah, so I agree with, with everything you just said there. I mean, you know, Jake Lang, right, not only has he, I guess, just just managed to, to rise up the depth chart from being a, a walk-on and, you know, all the difficulties they had at quarterback last year. He did that in high school, guys, right? He was, he was, he was talking uh, post-game. Um, he was the fifth-string quarterback going into his junior season at Jackson Press. So, you know, I mean, that's just amazing what he's been able to do twice now to get him, himself into a position where, um, you know, he can, he can contribute um, for, for a Sunbelt football team. And he, he kind of said, like, hey, I've done this before. I've prepared to play without having played at all um, throughout high school. I know I know what it's like to do this. I know what it means to do this. So, um, yeah, just just uh, a great story. And as you kind of alluded to, just a kid you can really be happy for. Him yeah, and and I didn't, and I would not bet my mortgage on this. But but if I'm not mistaken, he was probably the sixth string quarterback going into fall drills at Southern Miss, and and has worked his way up. You know, and, and to get that opportunity. So you really have to be especially happy for him. But again, now Will Hall's got to think, okay, who's 
who's my quarterback going into Texas State? And we'll be at practices this week, and I'm sure he'll have some word for us later on. So, David, we saw Tuesday, you know, and throughout the week last week, he, he was taking second-string snaps in, in practice. So going, yep. in, going yep. into this week on the road, who do you figure will start a quarterback? i got to be honest, guys. I don't have a read. I really don't. I, I, I was asked this question in my mailbag, and I said, my gut tells me that it'll be Zach Wilkie. That's just what my gut's saying. I don't feel good about that. That's just a guess. Um, but, you know, I mean, the reality, if, if you look at the first half, is that Southern Miss was moving the ball okay, right? Um, this wasn't the Troy game that was just a total unmitigated disaster offensively, right? They, they had moved the ball pretty well. Um, they actually, I think, outgained their opposition in this game for the first time um, all season outside of that Northwestern State steamrolling that I tend to just kind of put to the side. Um, so, you know, it wasn't a total, total mess. He's what they view as the quarterback of the future. That would be... My guess, but it's like fifty-five, forty-five for me at this yeah, point. I'm uh, sort of with you there. Me, I, I think the thing that um, I think the thing that right now uh, concerns you a little bit about Wilkie is he he threw some really bad interceptions, David. He did. Um, he did that that one. Um, I think it was in the second quarter, just like straight air mail, had an open receiver over the middle and just air just threw it, you know, into the next zip code and and. Uh, the the safety made the interception. That was not not a good throw. Um, but yeah, you're you're right. It's it's you you like some of the things that he's doing. Um, at least I do anyway. But he it just the 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 turnovers. You just can't live with that. You can't. There there is no okay. He's doing all right. It, the turnovers out, outweigh all of that. Um, right. There's six of them in his last six quarters of football. So, you know, that, that, if that's going to continue, I don't think he can continue to play quarterback um, right now. They're, they're going to have to get that number down. One of the other things I want to say about Jake Lang, when you look at him, Bob, he's not a big guy at all. I mean, even, you know, Wilkie is a freshman. He's, what, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, something like that. Jake Lang is not, he's not a big tall guy. He's not a real thick guy. I'm sure the number of people that have told Jake Lang, you have no business playing football, particularly at the Division I level. And had he listened to any of those people instead of followed his gut, he probably would be, you know, somewhere else. But he has defied all the odds. And it was just, it was just a great story for a great kid to step up and win it. All right, David, if you can stick around, we've got uh, some really good sound bites uh, from Coach Hall. Want to play those, get your comments uh, about that, and uh, continue our analysis of uh, a really dramatic night at the Rock. You good with that? Sure thing, guys. All right, David Eckert going to come back with us from the Hattiesburg America. Got some good stuff, what Coach Hall had to say after the football game Saturday night and uh, more conversation with David. Still to come, Lee Roberts, a color analyst. We're going to cover this game from every possible angle. Stay with us. Eagle Hour continues.
Southern Miss to the top. Campus Bookmart sponsors the second segment of the Eagle Hour each and every day, and we thank them for all they do. I was in there uh, Friday, and the place was hopping. I'm sure it was all weekend. A uh, great place to go buy your Southern Miss apparel. Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street, campusbookmart.net. We've got David Eckert from the Hattiesburg America with us. Monday review of the 20-19 win over Arkansas State. And, of course, the storyline of the night uh, was Jake Lang coming off the bench to play quarterback, lead the Golden Eagles to two touchdown drives late in the game that uh, pulled this thing out 20-19. to 19. Uh, After the game, uh, in the locker room, here's what uh, Coach Hall said about the quarterback change, uh, Wilkie and Jake Lang. I thought it gave us the best chance to win the game. Uh, Zach is a really talented, really good player. He's turned the ball over a lot here recently. Uh, I thought he was a little emotional early. I thought that's why the ball was high on him. Uh, he's a really accurate passer that was missing high because he was so into it. He wants to do so good. He understands. He's got the weight of the world on him right now. Like, we've got the most passionate fan base in America. I don't care what nobody says. You've been at Penn State. You see it every day. Like, our fans are passionate now. And our fans, I love them. Okay? And he's got the weight of the world on him right now. Okay? Because he feels like, you know, that it's my fault and his fault. And uh, just felt like we had to remove him from it for a second. Let Jake come in. Let him catch his breath. And, you know, Jake, Jake's a guy that's going to do exactly what the play called says, okay? Like, he knows offense. He's going to be a great coach. He is going to do exactly what it is, okay? All right? Jake ain't the most talented guy in the world. He'll be the first to tell you. But he's going to do it. And we needed – we knew we were blocking him. We knew we could get open. We just needed a little more execution. And I thought Jake would give us that and kind of get us some momentum going right there. Uh, look, this don't mean Zach Wilkie's done, okay? We, 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 Zach Wilkie's going to be a phenomenal football player for us. I just knew the way we were blocking and the way we were getting open, we needed a, an older veteran in there to give us some consistency right there. And I'm so proud of Jake. Jake is a, uh, Jake is a role model for a lot of people because he just comes to work every day with no promise and no hope of ever getting a reward for it, all right? And uh, I got a lot of respect for him, and he's going to be a great, great coach. And uh, this was a monumental uh, feather in his cap. Uh, you know, it, this was this was a this was a Hollywood type deal tonight. This was awesome. You know, David, uh, that's true in a lot of ways. It it sort of it, it sort of was the storyline. You know, the kid that never gets any attention, never gets to play, comes in, drives the team down the field twice to win. It was pretty remarkable to watch, wasn't it? Yeah, it just kind of feels like, you know, one of the bedtime stories you get read by your parents when you were three years old, you know? <laughs> like, it's it's like almost a parable type thing. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's why we love this, right? You know, the, 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 the thing that, things that Jake Lang was able to do is, is why we love college football. Because here's a kid, as you mentioned, wasn't even on the two deep, right? He's uh, a kid who, like I said, fifth string quarterback in high school as a junior, and here he is. He's leading two huge drives to, to, to win a Sunbelt football game. I mean, it's just great. It's why, it's why, it's why we watch the sport. That's the movie Rudy was kind of like that, wasn't it? You know, the, the unsung hero, the underdog who refuses to say no, you know, and then eventually gets his shot. I remember talking, and I know Jake Lang personally, and I was talking to him earlier in the year, and I said, look, man, just, just man-to-man. 
uh, how does it how does it feel being an older guy and being upstaged at this point by a couple of the youngsters at that point, Keys and Wilkie? And he said, uh, Mr. Kelly, right now, I'm the holder on place kicks for this football team, and I'm going to be the best darn holder there ever has been. He said, if that's what I need to do, that's what I'm going to do. If I need to be used at quarterback, I will be ready, and I will do the best then that I can do as well. What you know? That's I think that's what Will Hall was talking about. A great role model. That's the attitude that every kid should have. You know, when you when you're playing whatever sport is whatever I can do to help my team win the game. Well, what got lost a little bit perhaps Saturday night and and all the drama around Jake Lang was uh, was once again what I think is the most improved part of the football team, and that was the defensive line play. And uh, it was late in the game when the Golden Eagles really finally started moving the football. And Arkansas, Arkansas State is trying to battle back that the defensive line really stepped it up, put a lot of, lot of pressure on the uh, Arkansas State quarterback. I, I asked uh, Coach Hall about that uh, in the postgame Saturday night. Here's what he said about the D-line play. Yeah, bad dudes, really good players. You know what I mean? And uh, you're seeing recruiting, right, Bob? Recruiting. And uh, we're only going to get better everywhere as we continue to have the opportunity to recruit. We're two classes in right now. We've totally transformed the offensive and defensive lines. We dominated the point of attack tonight, both sides of the ball. Uh, you know, they were huge in both phases. You didn't see the O-line as much till we got to executing in the backfield a little bit better. But then you saw that. I mean, it was massive. I mean, we were, we were mauling them. And, uh, you know, we got to keep recruiting. We got it. We, we we need everybody's help on that, and we're doing a great job of it, and we'll continue to do it. And this roster is only going to get better and better. Yeah, I think there's a lot of truth to that, David. The, you know, that defensive line really put the heat on Arkansas State late in the game, and and really, you don't have the two drives that win the game unless the offensive line uh, is blocking and dominating the line of scrimmage. I think Coach was exactly on the money about the uh, the D and O line play. Yeah, I thought. You know, I guess more for the offensive line than the defensive line, right? Like, they needed this because that Troy game was not good. That was just, you know, about as close to total disaster as you get. So, you know, it's really important for them to come out and have a game like this um, that they can build on. And then, I mean, what can you, what more can you say about the defensive line, guys? I mean, it's, it's like, as Coach Hall said, I mean, those are bad, those are bad dudes. Um, <laughs> they did a great job this summer. Uh, putting them together, um, you know, Dominic Quiwan again. I mean, I, I, I crunched the numbers last week. Anybody who follows me on Twitter has, has seen my Dominic Quiwan propaganda. But, I mean, this guy is averaging a sack like every 15 snaps he plays. It's absurd. He had another one this week. Um, you know, on that last Arkansas State drive, right, they get down to, I think, the Southern Miss 42. They got a pretty good kicker. Um, they're getting close to field goal range, and then, you know, they take a couple penalties, but that pass rush really engages, and they end up in, in fourth and forever, and they don't get it. So, yeah, huge, huge night in the trenches on, on both sides. And, and depth, too, on that defensive line. Man, they rotate guys in and out, and you really don't lose a lot when you when you start rotating people in and out of the game. Yeah, no question about it. And, and again, just another sign of program progression, right? Like, uh, obviously, that wasn't there last year. They had 60 scholarships, 62 scholarships, whatever it was. So, again, just the product of 
being a functional po- football program. Well, you know, uh, which, we which, used to call the whole defense the nasty bunch. Maybe you need to call the defensive line just the bad dudes. You know, put together some teachers, just the bad dudes. And, David, you've noted, too, that Southern Miss in the transfer portal missed out on a player here or there that they would have liked to have gotten. But they seem to have hit the mother load on the defensive line, uh, rating the SEC for some pretty doggone good players. Yeah, how about it? Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, the player personnel guy, uh, Joe Moreno, doing a great job. Um, obviously, I mean, look, this, it's, it's so important to, to, to hit on that first batch because all the other batches are going to be looking at, at the first one to see how they're getting along. Right. So just, just really, really great job by them over the summer. Um, you know, like I, like, like we've been talking about, I mean, those guys are just so impressive that defense as a whole, I just think is really good. Um, didn't get a turnover this week, but I mean the the disruptability on that defense is just so much fun to watch, and it starts up front. No, no question. All right, uh, about a minute left, uh, real quickly. Uh, your thoughts about the league? Totally unpredictable. Coastal Carolina basically routed by Old Dominion Saturday. Uh, you just don't know in in this league from week to week who's going to win, David. Yeah, I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen, and that's and it's fun, right? Like, you know, it, it's it's no fun to, to watch Alabama go to Vanderbilt and beat them by a sixty, all right? And that that's not going to happen in the Sun Belt. Um, I think that's pretty clear. So, uh, we we should be in for a, a fun rest of the season, no doubt. And the other the other Eagles, the Georgia Southern Eagles, put the Dukies in the uh, loss column this weekend as James Madison ranked 25th in the country only to have Georgia Southern beat him. So it's wide open in the East. Bob in the West, it is really tight, and there's a big, big game coming up Thursday night we're going to tell our listeners about a little bit later on that will have a huge impact on the Western standings of the Sun Belt Conference. Right, and uh, Texas State up next for the Golden Eagles. That's That's an afternoon game for a change, right, David? It is. All the night games down here have been throwing me off. I'm not used to it. So <laughs> yeah. A little bit more normal normalcy for me. Right. Hey, I always appreciate your input, uh, and, and as always, man, thank you for the job you're doing covering Southern Miss football. Uh, very refreshing to, to go to the Hattiesburg American and see the coverage you're providing. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, David Eckert, everybody. From the Hattiesburg American. Still more to come from Will Hall later in the show, and uh, coming up next, Lee Roberts. Monday edition of the Eagle Hour on Super Talk Mississippi. thank david eckert from the hattiesburg american for his input every monday afternoon this segment sponsored by fourth street bar and grill i guarantee you they have the game on saturday night they've got a great lunch every day this week uh, starts at about 11 o'clock in the morning it's just nine dollars 95 cents and we promise 
you won't be sorry if you enjoy lunch uh, with all the guys at 4th Street Bar and Grill right in the shadow of the rock. All right. Also, at the stadium uh, Saturday night, doing the color analyst for uh, the uh, radio team was our good friend Lee Roberts, former Southern Miss quarterback uh, himself. And Okay, Lee, here's the, here's the general question I forewarned you before we went on the air. You bring a kid in off the bench, a new quarterback comes in fourth quarter, the team, which has struggled all night offensively, goes on two long drives, scores, wins the football game. What what happens in the huddle, on the field, when that kind of change takes place? Is there one answer you can give uh, that explains how a quarterback turns that around? You know, I can't say there's one definite answer. I think it's probably a culmination of a lot of different things. You know, if you when you make a change, just as Coach Hall did, you know, it, it can definitely change change your mojo a little bit. I mean, it can change your offensive mindset. It may even cha- may even change some of the play calling. You know, the one thing I thought was interesting: his first drive, we're backed up at the minus seven yard line, and you know that just says a lot for Coach Will Hall putting in, you know, Jake Lang, um, you know, in that situation. You know, but this is this is the way this guy plays. I mean, he's just kind of a, a free player. He just loves the game. He Anytime he gets the opportunity, that's just what he wants to do. He wants to just go out there and compete. And, you know, and so I say all that to say this, that I think those, I think his teammates see that. They believe in him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and when you're struggling, not that you were taking plays off, but now you've made a change, it just kind of gives everybody a little bit more spark. So maybe offensively you start trying to do, you know, a little more effort offensive line-wise or even out wide. And and you can see that. I mean, there's guys down the field blocking on one of the uh, touchdown runs by Frank Gore. Ty Mims, a guy that had not played much prior to Saturday, down the field blocking. So just a lot of different things, you know, really start playing in your favor, not to mention the defense really starting to rally behind them as well. And, you know, yeah, so it was a, it was a great move on Coach Hall's part. Right. At, at his first series, like you say, they were really backed up. It was three and out. Coach Hall stuck with him. And there, after that, the next two times uh, they touched the football, they scored. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, you don't, you don't make a change just for a, a, a one-series deal. But, like I said, it was a tough situation to put him in. And, yeah, three and out. Um, and then you're right, we go down and score the next two drives. So a guy that just, you know, has some, has some good leadership. He's kind of been through, you know, a tough deal in high school as far as not playing much, playing, getting hurt. Uh, had an opportunity last year to do some things, come in and, and play and do some certain things well, and then gets benched as, uh, again. So, and, and I think he knew once he got this opportunity on Saturday that it was somewhat of a, a second-chance opportunity. He needed to make the most of it. Yeah, and there was a play late in the game where he connects with Cavallo, the tight end. It was either third or fourth down, but I, I know if you don't make that – it might be fourth down. You don't make that yeah. throw – and Cavallo doesn't make that move that he makes and gets the yardage, the, the ball game turns out different. So he really performed under extreme pressure. He did. You're exactly right. And I believe it was a fourth down throw. Yeah, I think um, it was. And, yeah. and great job on all 11 people's part, you know, giving him time to throw, Cavallo running the route. And I think even when he caught it, you know, was not even close to the first down marker. He right. was able to right. make a guy miss and lower his shoulder, get the yards that he needed. So, uh, right. once again, just a, a team effort. So it goes again to show you that, hey, guys, sometimes when you make that change, players just 
you know, try to, they try to play up a little bit, and that's what they did offensively. Will Hall described this win as a, quote, Southern Miss kind of win. And I can't help but think that Jake Lang is a Southern Miss kind of guy, a guy that was, you know, on nobody's radar, undersized, uh, under-talented, nobody wanted him, all that sort of thing. And here he is, uh, <laughs> always believed in himself, never quit, kept working, and gets to be the quote-unquote winning quarterback for a Sunbelt Conference game, and in my opinion, a must-win. So, man, just uh, – and obviously a lot of other guys contributing to that, but they had to – you know, they, they had to get it done and didn't have a whole lot of time to get it done in that fourth quarter. So, uh, man, no. thumbs up for all of you're, them, man. He's a Southern Miss yeah, kind of guy. Absolutely. I totally agree with you there. And, you know, and, and Coach Hall gets it, I mean – you know, he's not a, a graduate of Southern Miss, but he knows all about Southern Miss, and he understands what it means to be that kind of Southern Miss guy. And and Jake Lang does. And, you know, 90% of the guys on this roster kind of fit that same type of mold. And, uh, yeah, I mean, even back when I played to now, I mean, times have changed as far as, you know, recruiting goes and the portal and, you know, all that being said. But, yeah, Jake Lang, an, an undersized and un- underprivileged uh, and under-recruited under-talented kid that just knew his role and, again, moved himself up on the depth chart due to injuries and his work ethic and what you do in practice and uh, showing coaches you can compete. And here we are with Jake Lang in a, in a crucial situation on Saturday. Yeah, and so we have a touched on uh, and talk about recruiting. There were a – man, there was a big group of uh, high school players there uh, watching the game uh, Saturday night. I was down on the field prior to the game and – just couldn't believe how many recruits they had there, Lee. So, so what a great game for them to see, and what a really good atmosphere for them to be in. You know, it really was, and I know they had a chance probably to walk around campus uh, beforehand, and you know, just being homecoming, there's a lot of extra stuff going on, a lot of more people on campus. Uh, I've heard multiple people say that that's the most people they've seen at a home game in a while, and for those recruits to choose that game to come to and to, to be a part of it, uh, I just hope they stuck around to the end and were able to experience and witness what had just happened. Uh, and, and if they did, they have to be sold on Southern Miss football. And if you're not, I'm not sure what, what you're looking at. But again, a team <laughs> right. that just doesn't quit. And yeah, we gotta, we gotta continue to fill the, fill the sidelines up with the recruits throughout the next couple of home games. All right. So uh, not much time to celebrate. Uh, on the road, Texas State gonna be tough in a league that is proving to be completely unpredictable, Lee. Man, if you just look, and I was looking kind of at some standings earlier today, and, of course, there's, you know, early bowl projections that have come out and, you know, just kind of looking, you know, through the Sun Belt to see what teams are, are doing what. And at any given point, anybody can beat anybody. I know that Coastal Carolina, James Madison's had a lot of publicity over the course of their year. They both go down. Um, and, and defeat on Saturday, but it just shows you that teams are stepping up. Texas State's another one, played Troy close this weekend. So uh, there's not a game on the schedule that you can say that's a must, that's a definite win. But there's a game, there's every game on the schedule you can say, hey, we can win it, but right, there's nothing right. definite for sure. And one common thread with a lot of these other Sun Belt teams that you can't say about Southern Miss, unfortunately, 
that will come with time is a lot of these other teams, Lee, are rolling out these fifth and sixth year senior quarterbacks. Texas State is no different. They've got a guy that's been playing for a long, long time. And again, some of the younger Southern Miss players, that'll be that way in a couple of years or so. But man, yet another experienced signal caller the defense is going to have to try to shut down or contain this coming Saturday. Yeah, and then Coach Austin Armstrong, he's faced it week in, week out this year. And um, so, so why change now, right? So, uh, you know, they've, uh, they've faced, you know, some of the highest completion percentage guys, some of the highest yardage guys, the backup quarterback at Troy a couple weeks ago, Saturday with Blackman. I mean, there are some stud quarterbacks in this league, and, you know, continually the defense continues to step up. And, yeah, they've, they've kept us in every game this year, and I look for them to continue to do that this weekend, too. And I don't know if you saw the, the latest rankings. Tulane has cracked the top 25 this week in some of the different uh, polls. So the, the green wave, if I'm not mistaken, the only loss that Tulane has suffered right, right. Is, is against the Golden Eagles. So right. you can see, you see the potential that this team has if they can put it all together and keep it going. About a minute left, Lee. One of the things that we talked to you about last week was the need to establish a running game to take pressure off the quarterbacks. The best performance of the year running the football, fair to say? No, I totally agree. I mean, Frank Gore, four yards shy of hitting 100 yards on the year in a couple good runs and really late, and then love to see what Janari Dean was able to do as well, his his best best game of the year. And, you know, again, we talked about sacks go into, you know, rushing yards. You know, but, uh, you know, this team only gave up one sack on Saturday to, you know, a a decent Arkansas State defense. So, yeah, run the football uh, was definitely much better Saturday, and it's continued to be a focus going forward. And Janari Dean playing the way he did, that can only be good news because that's going to take pressure off of Frank Gore. He's, He's undersized, but he's proven to be durable. But if something happens to him, and Dean is a converted, you know, he didn't, he's never been a running back until this year. So he seems to be making that transition pretty well, Lee, yes? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I was glad to see him get some some touches this Saturday. I know he hadn't had a ton this year, so uh, continuing to get him experience. And yeah, to give Frank a breather. I know Frank was out on, on an injury, so he was able to come in, had a couple really nice runs. And, you know, Frank comes back with his wrist wrapped up and hits a 30 yarder. So, but no, uh, Dean's a, a guy that we're going to rely on going forward and a big touchdown he had last weekend as well. So, very proud for that kid. Always great having you on the Eagle Hour, Lee. Look forward to having you back next Monday, my friend. All right, sounds good, guys. Appreciate what you do. Lee Roberts, everybody, color analyst for the Golden Eagle Network. Great conference championship quarterback for Southern Miss. All right, we've got one more sound bite from Coach Hall and uh, wrap things up on the Eagle Hour right after this break. To the Eagle Hour. All right, D1 and D-Bat sponsors this segment of the Eagle Hour, state-of-the-art training for softball, baseball for kids, any sport for adults. D1 D-Bat located on Hardy Street. Be sure you check them out. And after you work out at D1 or D-Bat, go down the street and have a beignet at Mobay Beignet. They'll cook them when you order them. they got great toppings. they got wonderful coffees. It's the best dessert spot anywhere in the Pine Belt now, Mobay Beignet on Hardy Street. So, 
If you listened to the show this time last week, you were hearing Kelly Sander whine and complain about the roughing the passer call made against Tom Brady. Which was backed up by several people, Bob, independently. But yesterday, when the Saints gently lay down the Cincinnati quarterback and they call roughing the passer, not a peep. Not a peep. Gently not placing a peep. <laughs> gently placing Joe Burrow down on the ground like that. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I get your I get your argument. Um, you just can't touch a quarterback and, and, in the NFL. And Gene Steratore even said he wouldn't have called roughing the passer. But no, I'm kidding you. But I, my, my point being, I get it. It's, yeah. it's pathetic in the NFL. Yeah, but but I still claim I still claim that and and other people that we've asked agree with me that Tom Brady gets. He gets the benefit of the doubt. Let's just put it that way. All right. Uh, before we uh, before we wrap up, I want to get to this real quickly. Here, yeah. Here's here's what Coach Hall had to say after the game Saturday night. These were his first comments. Obviously, a very relieved, wet, and tired <laughs> football coach. Since I've gotten here, I've talked a lot about we're doing things the right way. We're building this program back the right way. And uh, I've talked so many times about how we're doing so many good things that nobody sees. And that one day, you know, we're going to start winning games too. And, uh, you know, man, we're just, we're just not a complete team right now. You know what I mean? Like, and that is what it is. And we're in year two. We have to fight and scratch. And we lost our center there for a while. We built our whole game plan around casting. And he goes down on the first play of the game. And, you know, we're playing a young quarterback. And, you know, we had to pull him, and the guy's like, he's going to be a great player. That's part of it, you know. And uh, we just keep fighting. And we've won two games now. You know, one versus a great two-lane team, and another versus that, – that team could be four and two now. They were in the lead at Memphis and in the lead at Old Dominion. Now they were in the lead here. They could be five and two, just like that. And, uh, you know, I know it's not pretty. And I'm going to be honest with you, it's probably not going to be pretty for a little while around here, Okay. And everybody's just going to understand that we got to dig in and keep battling and keep recruiting and fighting. It's going to get pretty one day, but it probably ain't going to be pretty around here for just a little while. And we got to all come to grips with that. We got to all start banding together and fighting together. I saw a group of kids that just battled all week today. I saw a group of kids that everything that could go not their way for three quarters went not their way. From some really close calls to some injuries to some tip balls. Uh, to a lot of things, and we just keep battling. That's our culture, man. And we do things the right way. You know, we're winning academically. We're winning off the field with character and how we treat people and the things we're doing. Uh, and we're playing good in some areas a lot of the time. And we were able to finally get our offense going tonight. We moved the ball pretty consistently all night. We just didn't get it in the end zone. Because, we, you know, we're just not there yet. I'm be honest, we're just not there. And that's coaching, whatever. You know, whatever it is. A conglomeration of a lot of things. But, uh you know, our kids, man, you know, anybody that really has got black and gold running through them, they really enjoy that. That's exactly right. That That's exactly right. All right, around the league, Kelly, what happened over the weekend? Soccer, not good news. They were, were beaten by South Al uh, yesterday, 8-1. to one. Eight, a lot of goals uh, in soccer. Wow. But the ladies' soccer team, they will host App State this coming Thursday in Hattiesburg, 2 o'clock, uh, will is when the ball will go out on the pitch this coming Thursday against App State. Men's golf 
is at Arkansas Little Rock today and tomorrow as part of a tournament sponsored by Arkansas Little Rock. The volleyball team lost Saturday 3-1 to to Texas State, which was the regular season champion last year in the Sun Belt. They will host Arkansas State this coming Friday at 6 p.m. They also have a match on Saturday. Congratulations to Dom Davis and Malia Grayson of the Lady Eagle basketball team. They have been voted to the preseason all-conference team in the Sun Belt. Great that those two are not only getting recognized on the court, but off the court for the philanthropic things that they're doing to make kids' uh, lives a little bit better in Hattiesburg. So again, congrats to Dom Davis and Malia Grayson. On the football field, nobody left undefeated in the Sun Belt anymore with Coastal Carolina and James Madison both going down over the weekend. The standings now in the East, it is Old Dominion leading the way. They are 2-0, and although 3-3 three and three overall. Coastal Carolina dropped to 3-1 and one in the conference, 6-1 and one overall. James Madison, 3-1 and one in the conference, 5-1 and one overall. Georgia State, 1-1 one one in fourth place. Here come the Panthers now. They've won two in a row. Their overall record is now 2-4. and four. Georgia State Southern, uh, a winner over the weekend. They're one and one in conference play, four and three overall. Then in the West, this coming Thursday, South Al and Troy. They are tied uh, for first place in the league. Well, actually, Troy has one loss at three and one. South South Al is two and zero. Oh. They'll play each other Thursday night on ESPN. That is the Sun Belt Conference Game of the Week and the National Game of the Week on ESPN Thursday night. All right, I want to thank David Eckerd and uh, Lee Roberts for joining us this afternoon. i got a really special guest that I met Saturday night uh, coming up on the show a little later. You're going to find that interesting, and we're going to have a good show for you all week long. Back tomorrow at 1 o'clock, and until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.